Happy Halloween, trick-or-treaters, dreamers, campers, and suspects. What you're about to hear is a clip from our exclusive Patreon episode in which we discuss 1983's Sleepaway Camp. Well, wasn't that nice of us, hmm? How do you hear the full thing? Become a member of our Patreon The Rewind. You can find a link in the description of this episode, or you can visit patreon.com front slash Halloweeniespod. Hope to see you there so we can give you one more scare. No, but when you talk about the villainization of Angela, like, I don't think that's what, I don't think she's truly a villain, though, because something I noticed watching it was that everybody who gets it deserves it. And they're not, they're not giving her, they're not making fun of her, terrorizing her because she's trans. It's just because that's how kids are. And she's, she's a little strange. She's a little quiet, but like everybody who gets it deserves what they get from her. When I think that's why there's been this reappraisal like down the line and I see people going, well, like, you know, all these awful people in this movie, because now, especially when you look at a lot of the, the, the actions of the kids in the movie, especially, you know, what's his name? The guy that Angela's love interest in the movie who's like constantly like being a total asshole, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, like kind of for a uh, Paul, right? Yeah. He's, like Paul. kind of forces himself on her times in a way and just like really shitty when she doesn't, you know, reciprocate. And it's and like now looking back, you're like, oh yeah, these, all these people, you know, get what's coming to them and you're like rooting for Angela, you know, but I, I don't know. I, it, it's still like watching it, and I'm like, tr- I'm pulling themes and things from it as an adult and as a as a human being that's watched like ten billion movies. That and I'm trying to like make sense of it and be like, okay, well, well, if you look at it like this, then this, this, this. But you know, is that a is that a win for the movie? You know, <laughs> or is that a, well? And know? I and I think that's the the biggest problem. You know, and that's one of the key issues with most of representation with trans culture and and any marginalized cultures, to be honest with you, is that, you know, so much of that hasn't been represented on screen. And so when it is represented on screen, you have something like this where it's such a sensationalized caricature that is not only divisive, but it's, it's first off narratively all over the place, but then, you know, the, the optics of that revelation there's so much more collateral damage that exceeds outside of the film than say some simple revelation, because, you know, like you're saying, when you saw it younger, you had no idea about, you know, that this culture, right. And you just think about it applied to, you know, everyone else. And if that's the first thing it's, it is, it's troubling. I had an interesting experience uh, last night. I was with a friend and we were, I was talking about how I was going to be talking about sleepaway camp and he hadn't seen the the picture. He uh, brought me to one of the many uh, post-J.K. Rowling article, uh, like turf article, uh, visual essays discussing trans tropes and specifically the uh, uh, psychopathic transsexual trope and, and other things like that. And and eventually I was just like, I'm, you know, like I, I, I live this stuff like pretty regularly. I, I, I work with media and I talk about horror and, and transness and, and all this stuff. So, but I was just like, I was so done with it because I, a sort of turn of phrase like came to me that that I hadn't really landed before. Like this this stuff, this media, like Ace Ventura and everything else that like made the the reaction to like someone having kissed a trans person, like and realizing, oh no, I kissed I kissed yeah, a boy it's... who was a girl, and then they they vomit immediately or like or like scrape their tongue with their hand or something. Like like and watching all of those things in succession, I was like, this was my prison. This media was my prison that made sure that I stayed in the ivory tower of having been assigned male at birth. 
and and having things like sleepaway camp out there further confusing the message and actually distilling the kind of dreamlike horror of like one thing I can I can give this film credit for is it to me feels like a very visceral personification of trans panic. This is the confused heterosexual viewpoint on what can seem if you're living entirely within the white cis hetero patriarchy, this will be the experience of realizing like, wait, a woman has a penis. Oh, my brain, all of reality suddenly falling apart because of this one thing. Well, and to that, I was going to say, so even as a kid watching this, I, I, because of the nature of the movie and because it's so low budget and like just kind of crap, you know, like when I first, when I'm watching it next to like all these other slasher flicks, I, I didn't, I didn't take this as like the end all be all. I mean, it was probably my first introduction to this and, and it is absolutely like you were saying the way that they frame it at the end, especially that last moment, it, you know, they frame it as this terrifying thing. And but I remember it just it it definitely opened up a lot of questions for me because that I, because that never get answered like you said and I I was always just like I was like okay I got to get other people's takes on this because this is not uh-huh. the take you know it didn't seem like it was like the the uh, the end all be all like the word like this is gospel yeah. like this yeah. is like sleepaway camp is this is the, the depiction of this this is how it really is kind of thing but but. I could see a lot of people ha- having that, you know, and like you were saying with Ace Ventura and all these things that I grew up with, I mean, that was really, that really was like the only time that I was, you know, uh, came across, you know, trans anything, you know, like mm-hmm. it was always um, like a deception or like they didn't know. And then you find out it was never just like someone like out and about that had it because obviously at the time that was not, you know, cool. Yeah. Or, or, or not, like, you know, okay. not the least bit sympathetic. I mean that's especially if you're going by the the the, the sort of uh, the representation in mainstream pop culture. I mean it's 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 really hard pre 2000 to kind of be able to single out like you know representation that comes from an actual natural real place that doesn't seem so sensationalized and stigmatized, you know? And it's like even right now racking my brain. It's like I'm trying to think of like examples that are counter to that and you know, there's there's boys don't cry, but even then, that's a, a narrative that's dealt in like you know, tragedy. You know, it's, yeah, it's mar- and yeah, that's uh, so like yeah, the tragedy thing was always it was always yeah for comic relief purposes or you know you talk about the uh, psychopathic uh, character or yeah tragedy. You never just yeah. saw this is just it. This is just the character. So yeah. as as a they counterpoint, I've seen a lot of trans folks posting op-eds about Sleepaway Camp where they are claiming it as like a trans revenge fantasy. 